Triple M. Rush Hour. Hey guys, your favourite podcast is just seconds away, but what if you could listen to it without worrying about using data? Got an offer for you right now. Uh, if you go to ilovedata.com.au, you're going to get 50 gigs of data for only $59.95 a month. There's no contracts. There's no catches. It's ilovedata.com.au. Open that up on your browser now and let's get into the podcast. Tonight we go to Bathurst after an eventful day of qualifying. Jude Bolton is here. We'll reflect on that extraordinary AFL grand final. The Socceroos let a big chance slip and one of our own here at Triple M absolutely disgraces himself and the company with an abominable karaoke performance. Welcome to the Rush Hour. Yes, all those things coming up soon, and Jude will be here uh, after the song. You know, it's always wise to judge someone only uh, by the way they treat you, and that's how I'm going to remember Rebecca Wilson, who, as you may know, uh, passed away today. Beck certainly knew how to create a storm. She reveled in it. The more it hit the fan, the more she loved it. And you could say she did her job to a fault. She knew Beck when she ripped into Bulldogs fans or soccer fans. She was going to get hate, even death threats. She didn't necessarily like that, but she didn't care. She was an old-fashioned newspaper writer who, who put the story or the column ahead of her own personal welfare. And to be honest, a lot of things she wrote that I didn't agree with, but it didn't matter because... I got to know Beck the person. And, you know, the thing about uh, writing or, or presenting on TV or, or talking on the radio or uh, other public jobs like being a football coach or a politician is you're a two-dimensional figure to most people. The image you present is who people think you are. And the dimension that's missing usually contradicts everything that's out in the open. And Beck was a perfect example. The Beck I got to know could not do enough to help me when about a decade ago I briefly got into writing. I would send her pieces and she would always offer help and advice. There was nothing in it for her, but she had a big heart. The Beck I knew was happy to speak to me when she was in a funeral car in London about to bury her father because I needed something. The Beck I knew absolutely adored her boys who have lost their mum way too soon. The Beck I knew finished every conversation with, love ya, and you knew she meant it. That's the Beck I knew. A dear friend, a loving mum, and it's a damn shame too many people only knew her from her two-dimensional image. I feel desperately sorry for, for the boys, John, who I don't know particularly well, and Jim, who brother who I do know well, and who must wonder what he's done to deserve some of the hands he's been dealt. Uh, Beck today has been described by plenty of people as fearless and a force of nature. I think she'd like that. And judging by today's reaction, there is no doubt that she has certainly left her imprint on this world. I think she'd like that too. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour. Ah, yes, Triple M. On with the show as we do the Rush Hour here on a Friday night. Producer Tom, can we make a request? Can we have a Led Zeppelin song every Friday night at 6pm? Gets the weekend going. That gets it going. That should be the Triple M's way of saying, right, work week over, let's go. Let's Hello, begin. Jude Bolton. Mate, great to be here, Dan. It's uh, Yeah, it's always a good night. It's always a good night to be involved. Uh, that must have been something extraordinary. I know as a Swans man that would have hurt, but that looked extraordinary 
on TV what happened at the MCG on Saturday? Oh, it was, I mean, to be there and be a part of the fairy tale, I guess, was just incredible. I mean, 62 years, and we saw it obviously in the NRL with Cronulla, but just to see the fans, like there was grown men weeping in the stands and, you know, the old grandmas and, and then mm. the when they went back to their uh, their home ground, the Witten Oval, the next the following day, and the sea of blue, white and uh, and red out there was just incredible and uh yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it's pretty special to be involved and see see that. And obviously, for for Swans fans, they were, they were really disappointed. But you can never begrudge, uh, I guess, the true believers of of um, you know the Bulldogs, and also the fact that it, that there's people have fallen back in love yeah. with football. I'm. T- is that right? I think they have. Like it's uh, with the whole expansion teams and things like no. that. There was there was a, a disinterested mob, I guess. But now they they've seen that. In I'm told it. Bulldogs fans have been so beaten over the years, and Sharks fans are similar. But with the Sharks game, that did go to the final play. I'm told Bulldogs fans weren't celebrating until the siren went. When it was obvious midway through the last turn they were going to win, once they got, I think, Tom Boyd kicked yeah, that long kicked that goal, yeah, that was it was tackle. obvious they were going to win, but they would not let themselves celebrate until the siren. Well, there's people just sitting in their seats just numb, and I think uh, you could hear people in the pubs and stuff afterwards going, I can't believe we won. <laughs> we actually won, and they don't know what this is like from now on. The monkey is off the back, and I guess that's the same for Cronulla as well. What is it like losing a grand final? You had two oh. successes... But one defeat. It is. It's the lowest of the low. I mean, you're in front of a hundred thousand on the MCG, and uh, you want to bury a hole as big as your body just to be able to just disappear and and hide. It is. It just rips the life out of you, and yeah. it still hurts me now. The losing one in two thousand six. It's uh, a long time ago, but uh, I never watched the game, and it just because you know all the things that went wrong on the day and what you could have changed, but didn't get it done. Did you? Because you were one of the more popular members in terms of interviews. Did you have to do interviews after that game? Yeah, I, I, I think that, that is an awful... Well, first of all, it's the, the drug testing, so I had to sit there and wait and you get uh, drug tested. I've, I think I got drug tested after every grand final we played, so you sit and wait there. Well, and, everyone uh, always had their suspicions about that, you, Jude. <laughs> uh, but then, you, yeah, you have to fold out for interviews and things like that and even the next day after you've you know you've had a few beers and things like that and you got you got to show up okay. you got to show up to your fans as well and and do that as well what happens at the wake so this is the day after or the mad monday and uh, after a premiership or a no, loss no i'm talking about a oh. loss cuz premiership is obvious everyone just goes berserk for a few days yeah. and and everyone you know everyone's in love with you but uh the, what's the conversation at a at a mad monday well they they're always pretty there, I think it. The worst comes out on on Mad Mondays, to be honest, because there is that 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 team is never going to be same, even after a premiership no. year. And I, I mean, the list turnover about twenty percent in AFL. Does the blame game happen? It can, it can happen, but not. It's not really direct. It's more just, uh, yeah. It's just, it's an empty feeling, and they don't. The beers don't taste as, as good. I can assure you, they don't taste great when you've uh, when you've had a loss. What does the coach say? Sorry for just honing down on yeah. this, but I, I think I think the. A losing team is more interesting than the winning team. But that, but that's what makes grand finals so special is the fact that you wake up on the morning and you think this could be the best day of my life or it could be the one of the worst. And it's, it is. You're just absolutely in the lowest low. And, and the coach, I guess, they come just for the start of Mad Mondays and they, you know, you, 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 there's certainly parts of the club that you're celebrating. Guys have stepped up. Guys have improved. Yeah. And some guys have had standout years to make all Australian and representative sides. But then... 
you still are just left with this empty, empty feeling. Well, uh, that's the losing side of things. The winning team, we played this before, but I'm going to play this for you because probably the first <laughs> time you're going to hear this. Now, are you aware of what Brian Taylor did? Tell our him. commentator. Tell uh, he got excited for the Western Bulldogs. <laughs> uh, this was the goal that really did seal it. Buddy tackled by Morris. Goal! Dropping the ball. Boyd took the advantage and played on from inside the centre square. Boyd kicked the goal. Boyd kicked the goal. Oh! goal from inside the centre. VT just losing it there, but that was the emotion of the day, and I guess you're seeing people jump around, and and it was unbelievable. I got to be up in the seven Channel Seven commentary box, and you're seeing Dennis Committee in his last call. That must have been strange. Oh, it was it was incredible because I mean he just so what happened? So he puts the sorry to keep interrupting, but I'm fascinated by this. So okay. He delivers the final words, and then basically what happens is it goes down to the on-ground people. So Dennis yeah. and Bruce are finished. Yeah. So what happens as soon as they put the cans down? Oh, I guess there was hugs between Dennis and uh, and, and Bruce and, and the other commentators, Cameron Ling and uh, Matthew Richardson and, and Wayne Carey and those sort of guys. And I guess uh, just the... Yeah, there was it was really emotional. Yeah. I mean, that, he's he's been calling for so long, and he's a he's a you know an icon of the game. But, uh, you know, he's... He's moving on, which is which is uh, which is really sad, and he's he's actually going to be part of the the waffle commentary. Yeah. He's going to go back and commentate local footy, but uh, um, yeah, just a fantastic gentleman, an old school gentleman, Dennis Committee. All right, we're going to go to Bathurst shortly because it's been a busy old day. Uh, this is the rush hour here on Triple M. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We did mention at the start of the show that we've been handed an incredible deal from Ovo Mobile. So if you switch to Ovo Data Sim. You're going to get 50 gig for 59.95 on 4G. And this is going to change how you enjoy listening to music, video, sport, all the stuff you do on your mobile device with nothing more than a new SIM. And get this just for you for listening right now. Ovo will give you the first month at half price. Let's do some math. Let's work that out. A whole month to enjoy 50 gig on 4G for just 29.95, then 59.95 after that. So there's no contract and Ovo will instantly upgrade your plan to any better offers they release as part of their More for Fans promise. And with 50 gig, you can afford to catch up with us more often. Open your browser now and get on at ilovedata.com.au. 50 gig for 59.95 on 4G and then half price for the first month. ilovedata.com.au. Now let's get back to the show. Yes, indeed. We are going to Bathurst in about 15 minutes. Are we going to say something there, Jude? No, get away. Get us stuck into it, mate. Looking forward to this. It's, uh, it's a big weekend ahead, mate. Yeah. Uh, and I tell you what, I'm watching the V8s on Channel 10. The Brock, uh, enough already. I, we're, yeah. we are going to get yeah. hammered with the Peter Brock <laughs> miniseries. But we're all going to watch it, oh, so it's all fine. It'll be fascinating. Isn't it scary how the bloke actually does look like him? He's, they've picked the per- that's that's the art form, isn't it? Casting the right person because you just got to actually immerse yourself in their life. But he, he's a dead set ringer. No, it's, it's, it's just yeah, it's, it's a good looking bloke. It's, just, it's not fair. <laughs> Let's do this <laughs> now on the rush hour when coaches attack. Tell you what I think about it. I think that is very, very bad for that man to make an accusation like that. That is terrible. I have never, ever, since I've managed, ever told a pitcher to throw at anybody. And if I ever did, I certainly wouldn't make him throw at a 
a 130 hitter like Lafay or a Bavacqua who could hit water if he fell out of a boat. And I guarantee you this, when I pitched and I was going to pitch against a team that had guys on it like Bavacqua, I sent a limousine to get the to make sure he was in the lineup because I kicked that his ass any day in a week. He's a Mouth, I'll tell you that. The rush hour. Wow. <laughs> wow. You just said it was like brought back memories of Ruse. He I just believe it when you said in. that. <laughs> this is the Rush Hour on Triple M Sports Update next. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour getting you home on a Friday when we do sports updates, therefore ABL Thailand Bathroom Center. Jude Bolton. Yeah, mate, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, a good weekend ahead. And uh, obviously, we've had a, the massive weekend last week in both, yeah. both codes. A great weekend. Of What's your Bathurst strategy? Because I don't think anyone honestly sits in front of the telly for eight hours. I think they, they devote portions of the day. You come in for the last 10 laps for me. For me, uh, that's all right. But, but next year, we're in, you know, oh, we have a chance for a chance. Well, not with that attitude. If you're only doing 10 <laughs> laps at the end, hey, I'll be right. we'll I am it. stunned, in all honesty, that they don't. You know, primetime television's worth a lot of money, and this thing rates. I'm surprised I don't push it back two hours and have it deliberately finish at six thirty, seven o'clock. Well, that's what's that's what's happening in the AFL in terms of finishing in that twilight. That's for the big ratings. People are waiting around, obviously, for the news and things mm. to catch a big lot of you know, viewership. It's because massive. there was a couple of years ago when. There must have been all, there must have been a heap of yellow flags, so it got delayed horribly, and then it was the highest rating Ep- Bathurst by it was miles. Epic finish too, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But it helped that it was the finish was between six and seven o'clock. Anyway, when we both become TV programmers, <laughs> we can we can deal with these sorts of things. Not just tiles and bathrooms. ABL Tile and Bathroom Centre, your one stop renovation shop. abltilecentre.com.au. Right now, this is the Triple M Rush Hour Sports Update. And we will go to Bathurst shortly, but summarising today's action, Jamie Wincup, quickest in qualifying with a scorching uh, lap time. Craig Lowndes outside the top 20, and that's where he stays. More details with our man Greg Rust in the next 10 minutes or so. Aaron Smith, the All Blacks ooh, half who ooh. was caught playing mummies and daddies in an airport toilet, yeah. has today apologised. Made a huge mistake, a huge uh, error in judgement. I'd firstly like to say huge sorry to my partner Tegan, her family, um, my family, um, um, also sorry to my teammates, um, NZAU and uh, New Zealand fans. Um, my behaviour is unacceptable and um, if you could respect me and my partner in this situation. I'm just trying to get home to deal with this. Thank you. I didn't well, realise he had a partner. Well, at least you know he's sorry. He's, yeah, he's uh, he's made the mistake and uh, I think there's going to be hell to pay when he gets home. Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't want to be any shoes. <laughs> Clothes on the front lawn. <laughs> Torched on the front lawn. A late equaliser by Saudi Arabia has stopped the Socceroos from opening up a three-point lead in World Cup qualification. 2-2 was the final score in the Middle East. Now, have a listen to this. It is now a serious four-way battle for the two automatic spots. Australia and Saudi Arabia on seven points. Japan and UAE on six. Oof. So Australia's had a great start, but they're only one point ahead of 
third and fourth. Yeah, it was a massive, like, to get to the draw rather than, yeah, to have that win would have been unbelievable. They threw Kale on late just to try and yeah. get a win. Well, they led 2-1 and then conceded uh, late and then, and then Cahill was brought on. The experts... They're the, but they're under the pump last few minutes. Well, so I heard they, the experts can. say that it was a fair result and it's not the, you know, it could have been a defeat very easily. Uh... That makes Tuesday's game against Japan in Melbourne massive Huge. now. Huge. Uh, and Jason Day is out of the Australian summer as he rests his injured back. Now, this is a major concern. The bloke's only 28, 29. If he's having back problems now, this is a Tiger Woods situation. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's obviously critical for any sports person, but uh, for golfers particular, need that flexibility through there. Yeah, he needs to have some time off. He needs to really step yeah. away for a while. Uh, and that is thanks to ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre. We will catch up with our man from Sportsbet shortly. Uh, go to sportsbet.com.au. You can get your cash out early. Download the app today. Gamble responsibly. A disgraceful karaoke performance by one of our I very own... I can't wait to hear this. No, I, don't think, I think he can. I think he can <laughs> wait. Be careful what you wish for. This is the Rush Hour Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour. Jude, we... Uh, we had Michael Ennis actually penciled in today because he made yeah. himself available. We thought, we've got to have the grand final winner. Then he was scratched. And we sort of thought, oh, he must be celebrating. Which he hey, deservedly should. No doubt. Why not? Um, if it not now, when? <laughs> exactly right. Football's too hard not to celebrate your wins. God. And we had proof of that last night emerge. It was the Cronulla Awards night. And Michael, who's retiring, so he can, he can do this for another six months, uh, tried to do Bob Dylan. Tried to do um, uh, knocking knock, on knock. heaven's door. <laughs> I say try. Let's let's just bring this in. <laughs> so he's missed his cue. At the missed start. start. Yeah. Start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, not awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Butchering> a classic. <laughs> okay, he's, he's got it together now. Okay, so recover. So a couple of players are starting to get up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, bring it home, Mick. Not a good song when the crowd starts clapping around you out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, does it ever end? <laughs> that was that's actually his best bit. I I I I yeah. <laughs> he did butcher a classic though. That was yeah, well, the, the fact that he missed the start. No, you can't do that. You can't miss the start and then start as horribly as that. There were no words. It wasn't a karaoke machine. It's but like, in saying that, it's he is lucky to have his voice after. How many days are we at now? It's well, five, five. Five days. Sunday to Friday. <laughs> it's a lucky to have a Good voice. Good on you, Mink. We'll see you next week, I hope. This is the rush hour here on Triple M. Off to the mountain right after this.
And by the way, if you're at the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final, you're in with a chance to win an easy grand. Go to the Triple M Sydney Facebook page, find the 360-degree post. Every single person in the ground was captured. Follow the link, tag yourself in the photo for the chance to win a 1000 bucks. Triple M. Triple M. Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour. Oh, dude. Bathurst, how good How good is Bathurst weekend? It, it is a great weekend. I've never actually been. I've got to get up to the, uh, the mountain at some about, stage. Let's make this date now. This time next year, we will do the Friday show from Bathurst. It's That's, a great day, the Friday. I'm shaking your hand right okay. here. Let's do that because right. I want to have a, have a okay. few there. It'll be a great day. It'll be a great day. And uh, one man who we love chatting to about, uh, about well, this. Well, we figured he's just been on air for eight hours on the television <laughs> broadcast, so I'm sure he'd love talking a little more. Hello, Greg Rust. But you know Hello, what, Dan? I, I feel like I've let the team down. The fact that Jude Bolton has not been to Bathurst, oh, no, that's, a, that, that's bad. I, I feel bad. <laughs> Give me a chance, mate. I'll, I'll, you, Fridays you will, generally, generally work as well, mate. It's all good. You you will love it, and we'll make that happen next year. It'll be epic. It'll be cool. <laughs> I think Triple M in all... I've been thinking about this all week. Triple M could broadcast... We're doing test cricket, for God's sake. We could do Bathurst over the weekend and make it entertaining. Not that it's not entertaining, but it's tough on radio because it's it's a, a visual M medium. A but do M a triple. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be shocked if we did it next year. <laughs> anyway, all those things aside, what happened today, Rusty? It was qualifying day. Well, let's go from one headline to another. Uh, the supercars on Triple M at the Mountain in 2017. There's a story in itself. <laughs> uh, boys, Jamie Wincup went within a whisker of getting down to a two-minute, four-second lap. He did that here in 20. Uh, 2015. That's the fastest lap we've seen in a supercar around here. And man, did he go close to that again today. So his car uh, is in the shootout tomorrow. He's got provisional pole position. It's a good race car. It's a good one-lap dash car. So he's in super shape. Scotty McLaughlin was second fastest. Tim Slade, who won at Winton this year, was third. Here's the big story for you. The defending champions, Craig Lowndes and Stephen Richards, 21st. 21st. I know. It's incredible. I know. What and happened? that's it. What they're done. They don't get a chance to improve that. They're no, stuck no. there, aren't they, Rusty? No, they are. That's exactly right. That's where they'll start the great race. And you know what? When you go back 12 months ago, though, they didn't have a great qualifying. So this pairing has tended to concentrate on on getting the car right for the race. And they've told me already that it is a pretty good race car. So don't. Just because they've qualified 21st, uh, it's a very long race, six hours plus on Sunday, and they will be in the mix at some point, I've no doubt about that. Frosty qualified 7th as well, mate, and uh, and James Courtney 16th, is that right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other stories, Jude. I mean, the other one is Chaz Mostert. Let's not forget, this time 12 months ago, he had that massive crash at the top of the mountain. Mm. Um, he's qualified fourth today. So he, he said he felt as though he, he mucked up the, the sort of back end of the lap, the last sort of few sectors. Um, or a few corners, I should say. But he said, mate, to me, big box ticked. We're back at Bathurst this year and we're in the shootout. So, you know, from a, all the people that have questioned mentally how he would cope with it, I mean, I, I knew and so did many of us that it would never bother him. But I think just for his own peace of mind, just getting it done today and getting in the, the top four, that's a very good result. I was watching your coverage, Rusty, and I, I, the conversation about what, you know, hinders drivers was quite fascinating obviously if it rains we know that slows down time but I was fascinated you were talking about you when it's too sunny the ultraviolet rays are a problem as well what are I can't well, explain is that, is that, that to me is that glare or what is that so, so when when the cloud cover comes over it takes a little bit of the sting if you like out of the sunlight but when the sun has has uh, no obstruction like that and it can it can hit the tarmac you get a higher track temperature and then it can change what 
the track surface does and how the car behaves on that. So they kind of hope for a little bit of cloud cover at just the right moment because it will generally yield a faster lap time. Wow. So, okay, what is the absolute ideal condition to, for, for, for fast laps? Today, uh, well, first, first of all, you want a, uh, a track surface that's fairly close to new. I mean, it was resurfaced here a couple of years ago. Right. It's, it's in pretty, it's in pretty good shape. Right. If you've got a lower temperature, not too low, but but not bright sunlight on it, and you've got a good fast race car and a good driver in it, man, they're, they're all the things you pretty much need. So basically, you want the same conditions that a fast bowler likes on the first day of a test match. A little bit of cloud just cover, just a little, get a little bit of movement. <laughs> that actually works on a new deck. <laughs> don't, don't ask me to be a fast bowler. That'll go, that'll that, go pear shape quickly. That, all right, beautifully done, Rusty. So uh, looking the goods, Jamie Wincup. Oh, look, it's the great cliche. What happens on Friday doesn't matter on Sunday. But i got to think it means a little something. If you're looking good on Friday, it's a good sign. It, they roll that car out of the truck and it's been in great shape mm. from the get-go. His co-driver is also doing the second-tier race, what they call the Dunlop Series, and he's been fast there. So they're a fast combo, good team. He's in the championship hunt. I, I, you know, the, this bloke is looking for another Bathurst win and they're in very, very good position to do that. All right, I've been disappointed, Rusty. I've seen about 64 promos for Brock. I haven't seen G-Rust with his dirty <laughs> mustache yet. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the podium. It was a great deal of fun, boys. But as I said to you, I think last week on on the legend, I'm not going to win an award, Dan. It's blinking, you miss it. I don't, I don't care. care. It's <laughs> you and a dirty mustache. That's I, the story. I thought, I thought Rusty might have been some of the budgie nine. I thought he was going to be over there with Monty Ricardo. See you, Rusty. I'll, I'll, ne- I'll never be Gary Wilkinson. See you, boys. He's too good. <laughs> what about the pull Daniel Ricardo had? Oh. All of a sudden, he piped up, and the budgie nine got released. So that's that's the sort of pull you need. <laughs> this is the rush hour, and we thank Rusty, who's a very busy man this weekend. Triple M. Rush hour. Oh, we just had an argument about some sports movies. Oh, please. How is... Basketball is much better than semi-pro. Please. You can't put that. Unbelievable. Basketball is the worst thing those South Parks bloke, blokes ever did. It's classic. It's absolutely <laughs> uh, classic. Now, uh, I should mention, too, Brisbane Raw playing Melbourne Victory tonight. Lang Park has never looked better. That surface looks immaculate. Neat. Yes, so that's coming up uh, a little bit later. And well done to the Bullets. We spoke about the Bullets They're last back. night. They're back and they won. So uh, off to a winning start. We're done. Have a good weekend, Jude. Thank you very much. Enjoy mate. the Thanks last ten laps of Bathurst. Will do. Come on, be a man and watch the whole thing for once. <laughs> the Triple M Rush Hour.